Hello and welcome back to the Limehouse podcast. Or, you know, if, if it's your first time here, then uh, cheers. Thanks for coming along. It's, it's good to have you. It's nice to have an extra person in this cold, damp room that I'm recording this. Um, but yeah, you know, it's really, really hard to know how to introduce a podcast, really, isn't it? Because I always end up sounding like somewhere between Andrew Marr and Miriam Margulies. So, I don't know. It's a tricky one. Uh, but yes, if it is your first time, then you've pr- you're here for Jack Davenport. And it's a great chat. I have to say, if you're a fan of the talented Mr. Ripley, then it's a really good one. Because we, we talk for quite some time about the talented Mr. Ripley. I wouldn't say like, you know, hours and hours, but it's a good, it's a good segment of the, of the show, of the podcast. So that for me, as a huge Highsmith and Tans Mr. Ripley fan, was such a, jeez, woo! It was a, it was a moment, let me tell you. You know, perhaps on a par with, um, I don't know, Christopher Guest. Um, but yeah, if you haven't, if you haven't already, or if you're not aware, I've had conversations with people like Christopher Guest and uh, Michael McKeon, uh, two chaps from Spinal Tap there, uh, and plenty of plenty of others. Um, Ralph Brown, you know, you know Ralph Brown with Nell and I and uh, Wayne's World too. But yeah, there are loads of them, loads. So just dig around and root around, and they're all there. They're all there, and they're all free, which is really important these days. Free. It's got to be free. Everything. Music. Sorry, just adjusting myself here. Music, entertainment, everything has to be free. Um, but uh, I, I wonder how you've been. You've got this for about another three minutes of me chatting, bringing you up to speed on stuff, and then I'll hand you over to m- me and Jack. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. If you care, it's, it, I've been okay. It's been very topsy-turvy, I must say. You, you, when you're sleep-deprived... Because I have two kids, um, one of them being 11 months, we're trying to do that whole sleeping routine thing. The sleep deprivation thing can lead to some pretty strange things. Being so exhausted at night before I settle down, I have like audio hallucinations. So I'll hear shit that is definitely, definitely not happening. But it's it's there. It's really creepy. And uh, you just, what do you do with that? You know, you think there's a fucking burglar in the house. You go down and it's like, no, there are no burglars. If any, if anything, I, 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 you know, some extra company at night when you're lying there, twiddling your thumbs on your phone because you can't sleep because of insomnia. A burglar might be good company, you know, if you can convince him to not steal or, or, or run away. Don't run away, burglar, please. Just stay and let's chat. I've got insomnia. Please, it would be so... Good to just meet someone from a different walk of life. Why are you burgling my house? Why are you taking things? Let's talk about it. Anyway, God. Um, anyway, I wonder, why, wonder why you like Jack Davenport. Um, are, you, are you a fan of his work on what, 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 the, the Pirates of the Caribbean? I mean, how many did he do? I don't even know. I think it's like three or four or five or six. He did so many of those. Did you, do you like him in sort of stuff, uh, TV, his TV work? Or his, uh, or again, the talent of Mr. Ripley. It's a talent of Mr. Ripley, isn't it? So he's, he's just so good in that. You know, I love it. And there's a really cool story uh, involved in, in that that he shares with, with me. And I'm really excited to bring that to you. But um, anyway, look, without any, uh, too much further ado, I just want to, one more thing before I go. If you do have the time and the energy and you like short films and you like, com- like or, or TV comedy pilots, then why not check out my website, somedaysarediamonds.co.uk. Now, on, on there, I did a short film with Tim Bentink from The Archers. You might know The Archers, a TV, uh, TV a radio programme that's been running for about 400 years on Radio 4. Uh, t- uh, Tim and I did a short film together called The Name. It's available on my, on my website, along with a Limehouse podcast blog and episodes of the Limehouse podcast. And a few years before that, I did a comedy pilot called The Local Scene. It's about half an hour episode about a band trying to find their way in a crappy local town, which happened to be Guildford, which isn't actually that crappy. Um, and I think you'll, you'll probably enjoy it. And you can find those things on somedaysarediamonds.co.uk. All right? Okay. 
back to the main uh, focus of this week's episode, Mr. Jack Davenport. And I'll be seeing you soon, either on Twitter, at LimehousePod, or indeed on Instagram. The nation's favourite place for seeing pictures. Goodbye. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? Very well. How are you? I'm, I'm very good. Uh, essentially, terrible internet. This is why you will not see me. Um, very good. It's, ba- it's, it's really pathetic. It's just basically the comeuppance of, of, of uh, daring to live in the countryside, basically. Oh, well done. Everything. Whereabouts are you? And a sort of Norfolk way. So, oh, yeah. nice. Yes, yeah, very nice. the further east you get, the uh, the infrastructure crumbles right away. I went to I went to, I went to university in Norwich, so I'm 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 up to speed with the vicissitudes of East Anglia. What a wonderful word to use! My God, yeah, um, it, it really is. It's a stunning part of the world. I just it's just one of those things. But you know, it is what it is. I suppose. It could well, be you're down crystal clear, so we're we're, oh, that's good. we're some of the way there. Yeah, exactly. And where, whereabouts are you? You're you're across the I, pond, I, are you? I'm in London at the moment. Um, oh, right. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, well, I don't live here anymore, but um, I'm working here at the moment. So I'm actually yeah. staying in my mother's house. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm nearly 50 and I've returned to my teenage bedroom. Hooray! You, you know, uh, you, you knew it was going to happen, right? You know, it's yeah. just when. It, yeah. it's, 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 it, I, I couldn't have guessed it would be this exact moment, but this turns out to have been... The time, so right, uh, yeah, I'm I'm, right. I'm back in. I was going to say it does look very homely, so you've done <laughs> you've done very well. Well, it's, um, I, I can take no credit for it. I don't I don't live yeah. in surroundings this grand normally. Yeah, and normally with the uh, age of COVID and Zoom, it's normally the bookshelves that are behind you. Just I know exactly, you, exactly. Yeah, so well you done. Just but, um, be how- chosen to make me look my best self. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Uh, so, how have you been? How has um, I mean, it's 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 sort of. Lo- I would say, how, how has lockdown been for you? But that's like um, essentially I, saying, how has your past fifteen months been, Jack? My last fifteen months has been like as it has been for all of us. It's been um, uh, a voyage of discovery. Um, I mean, honestly, given the spectrum of possibilities in terms of what many people have been through, you know, from overwhelming loss to you know businesses failing to whatever else Mm. might have happened i feel like we've got off incredibly lightly to be honest right um but you know i i didn't work for a year and a half that was strange I bet. Um, well, considering you've been working for like 48 years or something. Uh, well, it, it, you know, I mean, as we as it sort of, you know, as the months started to mount up, I kind of, you know, I was, you know, very aware that, again, um, versions of this were happening to everybody in some way, shape or form. So I wasn't I wasn't feeling sorry for myself, particularly. I just, hmm. you know, it's just kind of that's what uh that's what my reality was for that period. And I was fortunate because my dear wife was, uh, frankly, never been busier than during COVID. So um, so, someone was earning a living. So that was handy. (laughs) Uh, So I I was just, I was a kind of stay at home dad for ages. And um, my son's 11 now. And he, he, he just turned 10 when it all began. And, it's very much the antechamber to the uh, hell hellscape of pre-adolescence and adolescence, <laughs> and and so in a way, I I felt kind of weirdly lucky because right. I got this kind of last golden window of the Absolutely. moment before he thinks I'm a complete dickhead. Um, <laughs> so that was nice. Um, but it's just sort of you've had that in sort of like little spells, I suppose. You know, you have the, the dickhead moments that come and go, and then they just become more and more intense and last longer and longer. But you never know, Jack. That might never happen to you. You know, it, it that, might, that if, phase it, might go. It might not. It might not. I mean, I I wonder. It seems like none of us are entirely spared a little spell in the barrel 
whilst right. our, our children become horribly objectionable for a period and then hopefully they return. Yeah. The, the body snatcher invasion is completed <laughs> and then, you know, they are who, well, they are who they are anyway. But, um, yeah. but, no, but honestly, it was sort of, it was kind of, I was aware that it's, it's also easier to kind of deal with when everybody's going through the same thing. Um, yeah. uh, it's sort of, you, you don't feel quite so much out on a limb, I suppose. But um, yeah, it was, and look, I live in the States and for all of the derangement of the first half of the COVID response uh, in the United States, um, yeah. from the, again, you know, actually, I I think you've had it in terms of lockdowns and overall kind of social restrictions. I think you've had it much harder here than I than I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. To the point where I kind of friends of mine who also have you know school age children, I sort of couldn't really tell them what was happening with my own child by the, in terms of like, my son's been at school since last September. Um, right. And no, and no one wants to hear that shit, I can tell you. Uh, no. If they're in the UK. Uh, <laughs> no, I can, I can feel you already. The frostiness, uh, understandably growing. Um, yeah, so, brutality. You know, uh, yeah, uh, so, so, you know, it's, it's, I, I mean, I, I, we're clearly not out of the woods quite yet, but I do feel no. there's 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 a degree of some kind of, um, you know, like the end of the tunnel. I guess. I mean, it yeah. feels it feels like we're just going to have to learn to live with it, and yeah. And, yeah, and vaccines will do a lot to help mitigate that. It'll be like getting a flu shot in a minute, I guess. Well, one can only hope. I mean, God Almighty! But I mean, the, the, on the on the plus side, it's that I feel I do feel like we're coming out of the other side. I don't know what that. Yeah, like you've just said, I don't know what that's going to necessarily look like. But it does feel at least like the noose is starting to slightly loosen. I, I think um, I think that's true. I think that's true. Um, I mean, I, I wish that you weren't saddled with such a. Um, sort of overtly mendacious leadership it's sort of you yeah. know it, it becomes tricky to know well just what's real and what isn't at this point no well and, and also I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because I was very worried that you you know you never know who what what side of the coin people that land on you know when you speak to them for the first time and and obviously um yeah it's not been pretty and a lot of um the, the mistakes that johnson etc made at the beginning have largely just sort of been pushed to one side and 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 it doesn't seem to matter what anybody does in that administration they just seem to just get away with it so it's it, just it, the way it, it, i know it, it, feel, it feels like that which just seems um i mean i think people are just exhausted aren't they um right uh yeah but unfortunately you know we well we need to stay on our guard for this stuff because you know that's what they want. <laughs> they want yeah, to, right. they want to tire us out. Um, no, not quite. Um, um, and we won't but I, I, I think also. Um, I mean, lockdowns taught us a lot, I suppose. But um, I mean, I was just reminded of the writers' strike when you when we were speaking about you know you, you're not working for a year and a half or what have you. Um, and well, the 2008 in, one. Right, yeah. Um, and obviously people taking a stand, which is wonderful and for very good cause and, and reason. Um, but I mean, no, no one saw this coming. Um, it's, 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 <laughs> I mean, you've, you've been in a, a few blockbusters, uh, one in particular to do with pirates. Um, and um, do you think there'll be like an inundation of of covid related movies that will just be up from i think know, i think people scales, are, right? i don't think people want to be reminded of it to be honest uh, do you think it's no i i i, I there was a, there was a little flurry right quite near the beginning i remember being sent some script that was sort of like it was all just a series of zoom meetings and facetimes and I was right. like, "Do we really want to do this?" I guess. <laughs> um, but but I've noticed that, for example, in the 
thing I'm doing at the moment. And, you know, having asked around that, you know, friends of mine who were doing various things since this all began, nobody wants to, if they don't have to, acknowledge a world where, you know, mask wearing, social distancing, the, all the rest of it is the norm. First of all, it's not very good for storytelling, for, for human stories. You can't see pe- half of people's faces and they can only be two metres apart. I mean, it's sort of nothing <laughs> Nothing about it speaks to dynamic storytelling. Um, and I, yeah, I know, I, I feel like, you know, people want to... I mean, escapism isn't always a dirty word. Uh, yeah. I think sometimes it's very necessary. Um, well, yeah. I mean, that's one of the wonderful things. You're able to revisit things. I mean, one of the films that I've been re- revisiting an awful lot is The Talent of Mr. Ripley. I, oh, I wow, can't, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, that's a masterpiece. I mean, uh, well, you my know, God. And, yeah, it, it's funny you should say that. It's having been in a bunch of films many of them not so good, very small number, good, and a really tiny number, like classic. Right. I know how hard, I, I know, well, I have, a, I have a vague idea of how hard it is to achieve that kind of level of quality. And, you mm. know, it's sort of, I realised quite, a long time ago that probably the only film that I've ever been in that might still be being watched, let's say 50 years from now. And this is, uh, this, and it, I may be uh, deluding myself that there'd be even one, <laughs> um, but, but let's just for the sake of argument, say there is one. I think right, it, there's one. Well, I, I think, it, fine, would, I think it would be the sounds of Mr. Ripley, but but for lots of reasons. But I realised that, you know, in talking about it on and off over the years, the thing that it, it manages to do, which I think is one of the reasons why it speaks to people so much, is that, you know, when you when you do like press for a movie, you know, and you're yeah corralled in a hotel room for four days straight doing ostensibly the same interview every eight minutes for 12 hours a day. Um, Delightful. uh, You you know, you find yourself, you know, A, whether you mean to or not, you kind of start, um, you know, the sound bites sort of get polished to a high sheen because you're kind of... Right. It's hard not to because you're sort of asked the same questions every time or thereabouts. But... There are certain kind of um, uh, necessarily cliched uh, ideas that you sort of return to again and again when promoting something, one of which is inevitably how the film touches on, and I'm using massive air quotes here, universal human themes. And, right, right. Uh, because that's sort of, you know, people like the sound of that. And the thing is... It, <laughs> That, that's not always true. But I realise that it is true of that film and it's, it is true mm. in a very, very specific way. And that's what, what I think is the kind of genius of the film is that the universal human truth that it absolutely explores with, to an almost terrifying level is what it feels like to be excluded and the right. thing is, everybody knows what that feels like. Everybody, <laughs> even the most popular right. person you know, and and what everybody knows about it is they don't like it. <laughs> and 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 so you know, like Tom Ripley, is all of us in a way the homicidal and the homicidal stuff. It's all a kind of crime of they're all crimes of passion they're not right you know yeah, yeah. He, he he's sort of a victim of his you know do you know what i mean it's, so i mean yes, oh god absolutely he kills people but if we put that to one side <laughs> if you just put the murder to one side the just, murder, just, he's a lovely guy it's not that he's a lovely guy but he's but he is someone wrestling with the terrible pain of being excluded 
And right. and I and I think you know the sort of the 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 beautiful setting and all these you know it's kind of it's peak Jude Law. Look, he's never looked more God, golden. Right. You Dripping. know, everyone's right. just being looking gorgeous and floating about in Italy, <laughs> and and he doesn't get a look in. Um, right. And right. and and it's sort of you know you as an audience member you're kind of like that's I I don't know I think it sort of you feel sympathy for him and you also kind of identify with him and then he goes and starts killing people and that's a very weird stew of feelings to have about a character in a movie i think um yeah no no absolutely and i and i also think it was the first time we got a glimpse of you know coming attractions in the sense that Matt Damon can do anything, really. Right. He really right. can. If you think about what he's done subsequently, like mm. he's done it all, and he's done it all. He's been he's been an action hero. He's been a fantastic comic actor. He's been yeah. you know he's done everything, and he was. It's so complex that role, mm. but he just. I mean, yeah. I I, I was very. I was somewhat in awe of his kind of degree of preparation and professionalism and... Oh, really? Was it was he method? No, he wasn't method. He just knew his shit. Um, right. And, and, and he, you know, because, you know, sort of tracking the path of that character is complicated because, you know, he, he's just trying to keep track of all the lies he's told. That alone sort of <laughs> exhausting. Um, yeah. And, and I just, you know... Here was this newly minted Academy Award winner who'd still not been in that many films at that point. Mm. Um, and sort of, and, and in my view, also taking it, being rather brave, playing this, you know, sexually ambiguous, homicidal um, kind of, you know. Predator. Almost. Yeah, well, you're sort of, sort of, but also kind of a bit of a loser, really. I mean, not. Mm. You know, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it, not not the stuff of not heroic, not heroic. <laughs> right? Yeah, anti-hero, I suppose. Very yeah. much so. And, yeah. and, and the way that he just, you know, inhaled that, I just thought was admirable. And yeah, I just uh, yeah, I think I think it's he's done amazing things subsequently. But I thought I yeah. feel, I feel like that was very much the kind of. Um, canary in the coal mine for kind of how great he was going to be perhaps I suppose no I think I think you're right I, I, let's talk about you though because I mean well it's a take it's a <laughs> it's a takeaway as you said like you know it will be one of those films that everyone's going to watch for the next 50 years or more um easily uh he, it's hard to know where to begin, really, because it's sort of one of those things where you, you can go down the, the the press junket line. Hey, what's it like to work with Matt Damon? La, la, la. You know, for the first time, this is your first big movie. Like, how'd it feel? But, I mean, essentially, um, when you say, you know, you're in awe of him, um, what about yourself? What do we, what, what, you know, what about your own performance? I mean, it's brilliant, oh, isn't it? Uh, I mean, uh, I, well, first of all, I mean... You must have been, you must have loved it. It was great. I, I, I honestly... I was just terrified the entire time. I, oh, I, God. I, I, well, it was quite... Not that anyone was intimidating, by the way. <laughs> no, no, um, no, no. Anthony Minghella, God rest his soul, was oh, no. one of the gentlest, warmest, most insp- inspirational, like, capital A artists I have ever had the luxury of being in proximity to. I can um, well imagine. Um, and, but that cast, it was like, I just, I, I was like, I had terrible imposter syndrome, if I'm honest. But I, yeah, okay, I, yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All these people, are, like, they've all just won Oscars and they're all in their 20s. And, <laughs> and, and, and I'm not quite sure what, and, and I think I, I just, I know I was, just broadly terrified the entire also because <laughs> most of the time we were filming in public and um oh really yeah well if you yeah if you look go back and look at it it's like loads of the scenes are like 
in the Piazza di Spagna in Rome or St. Mark's right. Square in Venice. Is it called St. Mark's Square? I think it is. In yeah, Venice. So basically, and that you know, everyone else in the movie was really famous. So everywhere we went, <laughs> it, you'd like rehearse at like six in the morning. And by the time you came back to shoot, there'd be like 2,000 people waiting. And it was like trying to act, it was like trying to do street theater with a beetle. Um, Jesus Christ. If you know what I mean. Well, also because <laughs> no, I do. That's so well put. And you and you so well and you're like you're in you're in Italy, so Italians are not backwards and coming forwards in terms of. So they they'd be sort of ranks of people like seven deep surrounding where you were. So it was it, and it was hot as fuck. Uh, you know, I was I was usually wearing a duffel coat. I know. Oh God, you poor so, bastard. So so I was I was sort of. I was battling a lot, a lot of things, um, ma- main, just mainly doubt. <laughs> oh, so this, that is interesting though, isn't it? Because it's not like, okay, yes, you know, you've had television success previously, so it's not like, but I understand that was in England. It's sort of more, I don't know, isolated, I suppose, your experience. But that, that said, you know, you're still... I suppose it was there an element of autopilot and when, you know, the director says, right, you know, go for it, action, whatever. And you're, and there's just something that switches inside. You go, I have some, you know, I've got training. I know what I'm doing and I'm just going to just leap in. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I think, I think if I'd, I wish I just had a bit more uh, street fighting skills at that point. Uh, I, and I didn't. And so I just sort of, I was just in survival mode most of the time. Okay. Um, right. And, and, you know, and also, cause you know, you don't, you want to, you want to, um, uh, honor the fact that they chose you. Cause you, cause you, I, cause honestly, I was like, I, mm. I, I, I'd look around and I'd be like, if I wasn't in a scene with Matt, I was in a scene with, Gwyneth, and if I wasn't a scene with Gwyneth, I was in a scene with Kate Blanchett. And if I wasn't right. in a scene with Kate Blanchett, I was hanging out with Philip Seymour Hoffman after work. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Jesus. And, 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 or Jude. I mean, I mean, Jude, I did actually know from before. Um, okay. I've done, I did, I did a couple of movies with him. Before. Similar age, are you? We're exactly the same age. Yeah, uh, okay. the only difference. You fared well, Jack. I've got to say that, dude. I'm just going to say that right now. You fared well. That's sweet well. of you. I mean, if you ask any, <laughs> if you ask any 48 year old British actor um, to, if they have an abiding memory of uh, their experience of the 90s and early 2000s, it would be nearly getting a great film job until Jude became available. Um, right. Okay. Uh, right. Which is which is look. Somebody's got to be the most. Uh, uh, handsome man in the world, most handsome man in the universe, and and <laughs> <Right>. and, and, <laughs> and successful of your exact contemporaries. And we are, I mean, we are, he, uh, we're exactly the same age, um, right? And and it's, that's his iconic movie as well. No, like, don't you think like he would probably be most well known for his the depth of which he brought um, Dickie Greenlee? I, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- and actually, I think you know, he's such a great, he's a wonderful actor, Jude. I mean. Mm, and, God, yeah. and it's and it's one of those things where someone that handsome shouldn't also be that talented, um, but but he is. Um, but he's but it's also you know he's having to embody like a sort of rather golden ideal of all sorts of things: youth, carefreeness, mm. selfishness, irresistibility. You know, like um, yeah. Uh, and and he nailed it, man. I mean, oh, you, God, could, yeah. you could understand why all the other characters were sort of a bit in love with him, including mine. Yeah, well, right. Well, there you go. I mean, it, it's it's funny there because you've you've basically raised a thousand and one questions, and mainly, I'm just. It's quite funny actually because I think perhaps, perhaps accidentally, your performance. Or sorry, your what you were experiencing behind the camera came into your performance a bit in terms of your vulnerability because it's an incredibly vulnerable, um, innocent, in the probably next to Marge, probably the most innocent character in that film, you know. And it's, it's he, so well, well he's so desperately sweet. 
Well, yes, although the flip side of that, and Anthony, I remember, would said this to me a lot. He was like, he's the only character who knows who he is. Yes. Um, yeah. And... And, and I remember thinking that's a really useful thing to hang hang on this guy, mm. um, because you know the, the, all of them are, are thrashing around in a, in a way, and yeah. and the thing that Tom Ripley is drawn to is, you know, in many ways Peter's kind of lack of he's not lost in the way that the others are. Yeah. Um, and 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 I can see how that can come across as as innocence, but in a in a way, it's sort of almost a kind of. I think I was going for simple clarity, which I think is all sort of the same thing, really. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and it, it helps if you're murdered in the last reel. Then obviously, people oh, big time pe- pe- people feel you're perhaps a bit more innocent than anything else. Um, but. But no, it is it is, inter- it is interesting because you know as we see like a, a Jack uh, a Jack Davenport. I don't know, sorry, I don't know what age you were when that film was was um, I don't know changing your life. But I, what did you what did you what was your takeaway from that experience? Were you literally sort of? Um, was, I suppose it was late late nineties. Were you phoning phoning home once or twi- once or twice a, a week? Yeah, so you wouldn't yeah. Believe that I mean, I, I was, I was, I sort of. I, I, I reminded myself on quite regular occasions to like, don't forget this and don't forget this and don't forget this because here's the thing. What that movie basically is, in generic terms, is is something that doesn't exist, which is a big budget art house film. Yeah. Um, and you only get to make big budget art house films if your previous film as in Anthony's case, has won nine Oscars, which indeed the English patient won. And so it was one of these rare occasions where a mature artist was basically given the keys to the city. And and that just doesn't happen. You know, we, we live in a world, I mean, it's inconceivable in the world that we currently live in that a movie like that for that kind of budget with that kind of, you know, the lavish locations and the period of it all. And I mean, (laughs) you know, the first shot film I seen I shot in that was in the Piazza at the bottom of the Spanish steps in Rome. And and the night before they changed every single storefront in the square to like 1958. And they had... The, and the Via Condotti goes straight down from the bottom of the steps for miles, sort of in a straight line. Yeah. And I remember standing at the top of the steps at the beginning of the scene and looking down, and I could see like quarter of a mile away, like a, a horse and cart coming up. Yeah. And, and I was like, they've got period detail. It's <laughs> the size of a grain of rice <laughs> going on back there. Uh, oh my god! And it's, it's a bit like going. We're going to shut down Trafalgar Square, right? And change change, change it back to 1958 for the day. Fuck. Yeah, it Jesus. was pretty. Yeah. So so all that and like and then when we're in Venice, you know, kind of like there was me and Matt in the middle of that. Is it called St Mark's Square? It's whatever that square is. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of the most famous. It's always it's normally permanently been two under two feet of water these days. Um, yeah, you know, doing our street theatre, our very expensive street theatre, um, and it was just sort of. I knew that the chances of being in something that had this much, you know, money to be spent capturing a world in such, you know, profound detail. Mm. No one gets to do that. No, <laughs> no one gets. No, to do no. That. Um, no. So it was. I get- it, it was. It was. I. I was. I think probably. You know. You. You have a sometimes a sense that sort of beyond 
your your own experience but to do with you know the experience of your dad or whatever where you're yeah. like you're like i may not know much but i know that this is probably not going to be repeated in my life um no, no exactly um so yeah i mean it was, it was it was a it was you know i love the film i wish i could have been a bit less panic stricken throughout <laughs> but <laughs> But that is what it is. But that is what it is, mate. I mean, yeah, you can't have everything. No, no, exactly. I just think it's adorable. Like the story that I don't think if to me, it just sounds like you're just still there, not still there, but like there's just such a a golden, intense memory you've just shared there. And I, you know, I get the feeling you could talk about this all night. It's quite quite (laughs) sweet, actually. In a in a in a wonderful way, Jack. You know, it was a it was it was a it was a it was a it was a formative experience in good ways and um not bad ways, just um, testing ways. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And and was 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 that experience? What sort of? I mean, it's interesting to look at your um imdb but I, I think also it's quite interesting just the choices that some actors make like after ripley was it was it sort of well obviously you've just you know alluded to there that you know it's not every day that a, a, i don't know how many millions was spent on ripley but a multi-million pound uh, indie art house movie comes along uh what after then was it a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of like a come down uh, into reality or was it straight back um, no, on? No, no, no. I sort of, no, I I know that, you know, you've got to work. You've just got to, you right. know, in some way. Job. Yeah, just a, a job is always a good idea. Um, uh, and sort of, I remember, um, I think it was Nigel Havers. <laughs> on like desert legend. island uh, legend on on something like desert island discs he was being asked about his career strategy uh, and he sort of la- and he laughs and he said oh, i don't know man uh i don't know about strategy because because i think i i'm basically a letterbox actor and uh Whoever was presenting Desert Island at the time was like, "What do you mean, letterbox?" And he said, "Oh, I just basically accept whatever comes through the letterbox." And my oh, God, <laughs> and, I, and I and I sort of thought, "Well, I get it. I get it. I do get yeah. it." Uh, you know, you, you it's. I, I think the only thing that can create longevity in this bizarre business is momentum. And yeah. yeah, you just have to, you got to keep it any way you can. And mm. so, you know, and look, that's not to say I haven't made choices because I, of course I have, but I, yeah. um, Swedish porn, Swedish pornography, Swedish porn and, and stuff, you know, unfortunately I have pro- maybe have that to look forward to, but perhaps <laughs> not more in an executive producer role. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I think perhaps my uh, on-camera potential. Uh, I may have. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure what the uh, what the bizarre um, specific kink like middle-aged man. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not sure. You'll have to speak to people who know more about that than I do. Um, but yeah, I know I. Um, you know, I I didn't sit there after that movie going right. Well, now I will return no, to the mountain top yeah. and wait for a, <laughs> for a suitably uh, uh, glorious offer. I just kind of got stuck in again. I can't. I don't even yeah. know what the fuck I did after that movie. To be honest, but, uh, what was the next moment? What was the next moment then? Where we came along that you were like, oh, this isn't bad. I'm enjoying this. This is um, like getting to really you know, look, honest, dig in. Honestly, honestly. Not most of the time, I you know I great great I, I I've had I've had a few the bad experiences I've had can almost all be grouped under one subheading, and which and I don't mean to besmirch the good intentions of of all first time directors, but yeah, 
But how, however, <laughs> I, 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 and don't get me wrong, I've had one or two, but only one or two really wonderful experiences with first-time directors. This is in movies particularly. Yeah. But, but the, the, the least memorable uh, or, or most painful, perhaps, professional experiences I've had have been with first-time directors. And the reason they've been painful is that all of those directors who were, were slightly lacking all were lacking because they all had a, uh, they all shared a characteristic, I realised with hindsight, which is they all yeah. seemed to think something along the lines of, how hard can it be? And, <laughs> and I was a bit, to which the answer is, really fucking hard. <laughs> and, and you know really quickly, uh, after, after a couple of decades, you know if someone's just not, up Not to, to it. Yeah. And, and you and you know fast and sometimes mm. you're stuck there for another two months and oh, good god and 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 that's but but apart from that honestly almost almost all the time i i love what i do i i yeah. I, I, I and i sort of I re I realised a while ago that I I, d I know that I did I didn't I didn't get into this game for for reasons of ambition at all. Um, I I got into it because yeah, and I and I and I knew from a young age. Although I don't perhaps think I it was as articulated as what I'm about to say, but. I wanted to be in that tribe. I just wanted I to be a to. member of the tribe. It's cool. Well, it's not, it, it's, 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 it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it should be. I mean, when it's done properly, it should be. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I, having grown up, I, I really love, I mean, it's a slightly unfashionable sentiment to express, but I really love actors. I, as people, mm. I, 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 I just do, and I, and I. Why make, do you think uh, that's unfashionable? Well, I think, I think this is sort of maybe not unfashionable is not perhaps the right word. I think two things happen with actors. On the one hand, which I also find mortifying, is how kind of culturally privileged they are a lot of the time. Like we're forever <laughs> yeah. asking actors their opinions on things that we really shouldn't be asking actors their opinions about. One, um, I find that embarrassing. Um, More like pandemics. Well, for example, um, but but the flip side of that is that also there's a sort of counter reaction, an understandable counter reaction to that, that sort of has it that all actors are kind of narcissistic bubbleheads who don't know their arse mm. from their elbow. And, right. and neither is particularly true. Um, <laughs> um, and in fact, in terms of the kind of the bubblehead thing, you know, I've talked about this before, but like, you know, over the years, I've sort of somehow or other, I found myself in the company of like, you know, some very, very A-list actors you know, propping up my end yeah. of the scene while they do their thing. And one thing that unites all of them, regardless or not of whether they've been highly educated, because some of them haven't, but they are all extremely smart. Yeah. They are. They just are. Um, yeah. Uh, and it, it's just sort of, with one exception, but that's another story that I'm not going to tell on a podcast. Um <laughs> Uh, but only one. That one. Brian, Brian Blessed. No, not Brian. Brian Blessed is a is a is a savant. Yeah, uh, it's true. <laughs> uh, but but you know what I mean. Like it's sort of so. I I I wanted to be part of it, but because I I I love the world of it. Um, and maybe it's maybe, mythical, it's magical, right? Well, I maybe it's just because I didn't know any different, but uh, may, <laughs> yeah. may, maybe I was just trying to get my parents' attention. Who knows? Um, 
but I, 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 it just, it seemed like fun. And my experience has, has, it's borne that out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not always. It's, sometimes it's a bit of a grind, but not, I mean, it's really, I mean, let's be honest, it beats working for a living. I mean. Well, well, yeah, I mean, surely, I mean, you know, what, is there a, there's obviously, we've spoken about pinch yourself moments, sort of, with, with the talent of Mr. Ripley and <laughs> seeing horse-drawn carts coming down the road, etc. cetera. But um, is there a pinch yourself moment when you're watching your, your stunt double? You know, I mean, that's uh, a bit ludicrous, isn't it? It's like unbelievable sort of levels. Completely. I mean, when you see, and in fact, so much of uh, my my more widely seen moments were, were were in fact carried out by a stunt double that, I, <laughs> that, I, that I've, um, I've long since, I'm completely unashamed these days with nearly the smallest uh personal physical risk i'm like if the 25 year old who's got looks a bit like me with a wig on would like to show themselves i'll <laughs> i'm happy to go and lie down whilst they yeah. they do something much better than i ever could um no all of that and just sort of i mean those moments yeah they happen all the time really they still do really i think if you stop having them hmm. then there's sign of trouble there it's sort of yeah it's just interesting that you're talking about the senior figures in there mm -hmm. and i don't mean to pivot this isn't me pivoting all slow it, it, it is but i just don't want to forget my trail of thought of course is is um two names that i've <laughs> that come to mind price branner um right it that that is uh for me you know we're talking about a grades legends yeah, sure. of, of of the screen um when you know you're <laughs> when you're given the script and it, your character's name is twat um and you and but you but are you re are you are you somehow um reassured that it's going to be branner that's that's calling you twat or um uh, you know, uh, <laughs> no i mean uh, <laughs> the uh, boat that rocked by the way so yeah yeah, yeah. obviously I, you know that I, but i i it's funny I, I bumped into Ken like literally last week at, at work. It was the first time I'd seen him for a long time, but it was lovely to see him. Yeah. I, I, well, first of all, I've rarely worked with an actor with quite that much facility. Uh, okay. In so much as he did a thing when we were making that film uh, and the twat thing, if here's the thing if i'd had the if i again if i would had been a little bit older and a little bit more experienced i'd have had the courage to say to richard really it yeah. doesn't feel it's it, i'm not sure this is funny right uh, yeah it's, it's like because it's a sort of it's a sort of callback to the genius of calling Tim McInerney's character in Blackadder darling. Right, right, okay. Yeah. And, that's, yes. and that's clever because that pays off again and again and again. No. Um, uh, but, but if your name was Twat, you'd change it. You, uh, uh, yeah, I know. I, I think I was going to the cinema to watch it, and I, I think I was a little bit, that is so on the nose. It's so bold. I, I know. I was, I, was, I was kind of... But the thing was, you know, it's not my place to say those sorts of things. Now I've said it on record on a podcast. I'll, that's that's the end of that. But, uh, but it helps having mm. Ken be the one bludgeoning me with that name. Um, <laughs> not not least that, um, you know, he we when we filmed that uh, because all the rest of the movie was all on boats all the time, and we were very much on dry land being the bad guys um yeah our all our stuff was like the first two weeks of rehearsal rehearsal right. first two weeks of shooting and so they just knocked all of our stuff off in a fortnight and um because it was the beginning and it's a comedy um you know comic tone is hard to arrive at on day one um you don't necessarily know what the comic tone of a movie will be necessarily. You no, might, no, you no. may only know halfway through editing, quite honestly. 
And <laughs> yeah. we'd shoot these scenes and then Ken would go say to Richard, look, I'll just, I'll just do a few versions. Uh, and Richard would be like, okay. And I remember he just like a machine gun, he'd rattle through like five different reads of the scene, like from like documentary realism all the yeah. way through to something that like, like your own mother would go, you really need to knock that down a notch. Um, and everything in between, like without drawing breath. And I'd just be sitting there like, what the fuck is happening? How do you, how do you do that? Um, and just thinking, and just being sort of rather in awe of how, and he, and he was just such a lovely man. And again, Mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, again, just, you know, almost all my experience has been that the more, um, you know, accomplished and senior a pro up the, they are. Up the ladder, yeah. Yeah, the, the nicer they are. Same with Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price and I just giggled like idiots Brilliant. for five Brilliant. years. We became dear <laughs> friends. Um, I couldn't, again, that was another one. I couldn't believe it. I was friends with Jonathan Price. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Um, um, and he's, you know, and, you know, talk about, I mean, he's another one. I mean, like, mm. he's a monster. And I mean that in a good right. way. I mean, I mean, no, I, right. no, I don't, I mean, I, that's came out all wrong. I mean, no, no, no. I, I think, think it comes actor. across really he's, well. He is, yeah. He's, he's just a giant. I, I don't, he's a giant. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. He's uh, a, an absolute statue. Isn't yeah. He? Giant yeah. statue. I yeah. mean, I was always thinking of um, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Um, oh, my God. You know, all of it. That, that, I mean, I, I, right. I wish I'd seen him on stage more um, uh, when he was younger, because uh, I just wasn't old enough. Al- alive, yeah. I mean, or, you know, or indeed alive. Thing, so. and, and like, yeah. <laughs> although, and I, I remember after we'd worked together, he did um, that Edward Albee play, Sylvia, about the goat, about a man who falls in love with a goat. Oh yes, yes, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, the yeah. wrong hands, that could have—I mean, it could have been a catastrophe, quite honestly. And right. he was hilarious, but so moving, mm. and and it was so real, and it was—I just—I was—I don't know how you pulled that off. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, both of those guys; those are good names to pick. Uh, yeah, well, it's just because I, you know, I, I, there's just a through line I think with um with it all, and I think you know, uh, pirates, the um, this would you say saga series, whatever, um, is just um, I think it's held together by some of those things, you know, and it's also I think in some films just a look from an actor who knows what they're doing. It's just a simple look or turn. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Line. Oh, yeah. Really I mean, and what jo- and Jonathan's from. role in that movie is way beneath his ability you know like he's not asked to do anything that much that he's truly capable of yeah and and sort of but you're right exactly he can dignify even the you know whatever the hell it is with I'm also talking about you though like I'm not I'm not sorry I should have pointed that out a bit better because I think you know you you definitely you know you're yeah, you you did de- you deliver in well. In those I, you films. know what I mean. I I I definitely, as compared to my uh, earlier experience in the film we were talking about before, I definitely remember feeling like I had a bit more of a clue of what the fuck I was doing. Right. Uh, yeah. But by, by the time I got to that, and and sort of. And during the, when we filmed the first one, I, I, I sort of, yeah, I, I, I remember that sort of like, when I was shooting the very ending of the movie when I sort of have to lose the girl and be kind of um, noble about it. Yeah. And I yeah. remember sort of thinking about how I could do it. And I sort of, and I had a sort of almost, I almost, I, I, don't, I, I very rarely p- plan because you can't really, <laughs> um, uh, not really. 
you know, if you, the key is just to be relaxed, which is easier said than done. Um, yeah. Speak to a 30-year-old Jack uh, Davenport or whatever it was with Ripley, so. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I was like 25 and I did Ripley. 25, there you go, man. Um, God, Jesus wept. Um, uh, uh, so, yeah, no, I, but I was, I, was, I was right on the cusp of 30 when I did Pirates. And I, okay, there we and go. And that extra five years, I just, you know, I, I, had some, I had some street fighting skills at that point. And I kind yeah. of... I knew how to create a moment, I guess. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's the script doesn't always give you an opportunity, but some, but when they do, you, sometimes you you can. And so, yeah, I, 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 I had I had a bit more of an idea of what the hell I was doing. In that um, was there less? Was there? Yeah, yeah. Was, was there less? Only a bit. <laughs> Let's not overdo it. Yeah, I'm steady on now. Um, but was there was there a pinching with pinching yourself moment any more of that with 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 Johnny Depp coming on set or was that just not even in your head? Yeah, Again, I mean that was yeah, sure. Something. I mean, well, the thing about the, that that move, those movies, was that, and especially the first one because this first one sort of, you know, it was a sort of it was sort of it's more slightly more innocent because when you when you make a movie and then it makes a billion dollars. Oh, the 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 inevitable sequels, you know, are there's there's just much more kind of hubris afoot um, right. in, in various ways, um, uh, just because you know you've struck lightning. You know, lightning has indeed struck, and yeah, and so and that's and that and I and I'm not I'm not. Um, I don't mean in terms of I mean I mean on a slightly more um corporate level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've struck gold, man. Like come on, where's one, two where's two yeah, and three? Yeah, exactly. You know? And we're gonna do two and three back to back for the over <laughs> right. a year we're gonna and a half. Life. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh but but in the, when we did the first one, it was, you know, it's like you know before before the fall, it was like you know, we were in a sort of state of innocent grace and yes and and the thing was was that and i know this now again because i'm sort of you know i am a sort of i studied film at university and i you know and i'm a i am a film lover like many of us and i'm a sort of i'm a sort of a student of film or history i i sort of vaguely know what's what um Mm -hmm. and one of the things i realized after the fact, especially with the first one, was that it represents actually a, a sort of a, a, a fulcrum point in um, sort of uh, like big time Hollywood movie making, Be- yeah. because it's right at the at the at the at the moment where with CGI you could do literally anything. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't mean to say necessarily that you should, but I'll, <laughs> but I'll, but I'll get to that. Um, and the thing about pirates is that because I mean, yeah, sure. In the first one, there's the skeletons, like they are they are a sustained and complicated computer generated effect. But that's mm-hmm. it. The rest of it, we kind of did it all for real, like. Yeah. The boats were there. If yeah. shit blew up, we blew it up. You know, <laughs> if people jumped off a cliff, they jumped off a fucking cliff. You know, <laughs> there was, and it was sort of, and I remember when uh, we, we filmed in LA for like the first, I don't know, two or three months. I mean, it was a long shoot for something like that. Yeah. Big. And then we went down to the Caribbean to start shooting the, the stuff that had to be shot there and they chartered a jumbo jet for us to get down there and i remember being on this jumbo jet and going fuck i'm on a jumbo jet where i know everyone on the plane how fucking weird is that 
I'm thinking, I'm also thinking like, this is my Led Zeppelin moment. Like, oh, right, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and realising that kind of like, and, and then after the fact, like, they don't make movies in that way anymore, in that kind of, mm. this invade, literal invading army of people. Right. Go to some remote corner of the globe. And I remember, like, you know, they, they were doing, like, 750 lunches a day Christ. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right? They, were, they, were, they were flying fresh milking from, like, <laughs> Florida. It was insane. Oh, it was insane. Yeah. Greta Thunberg's going to have to have a word. But she wasn't born then, I don't She think wasn't so. born then. We, yeah. like, like I say, a state of grace. Right, um, yeah, it's 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 truly remarkable, really. It I'm is. Actually, I can't it even is. believe it's and that it was, long ago. And it was, and it, I, I'm not going to lie. You know, if your if your car to work is a powerboat that's shooting <laughs> across a turquoise sea as the sun rises over the Caribbean, you're like, motherfucker, I am not going to forget this in a hurry. <laughs> And then you like turn into this bay and it's suddenly yeah. it's 1785 and there's oh galleons and fucking gibbets and a village and it's just <laughs> bananas. And then every time I do a scene, 400 people always would do what I just said. Like yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a weird pressure in itself. If I'm on it. Yeah. Like, no, no, absolutely. Like, oh like when, when a reset involves three galleons being towed, you know, in a two-mile circle on the open ocean, because I didn't hear a fucking mark, um, <laughs> you, you, that, that, that'll sharpen you up pretty quick. Um, yeah, gonna, that's going to have to stop now, okay, uh, Jacker? You're just going to go one more time. Yeah, well, uh, no, yeah, you don't. You don't want. You don't want to be the reason why they're going for oh another. Oh my god! Um, no, no. But, but it was that. also kind of. I embrace by that. I think by that stage, I was kind of. I was. I embrace. I guess I, for whatever reason, I embraced the pressure, and I and I mm. kind of got off on it. I think. God, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, drug, right? uh, but you know, I, 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 by that stage, I've been doing it for nearly a decade, so I, I was a bit less uh, in, terrified. I guess right. I, it was. It was like again, it's one of those ones. It's like if you can't have fun under those circumstances, right. you really need right. your head examined. No, no, I completely agree. God, I mean, Jesus Christ. It's just like, lucky that you're able to check yourself there, you know, like, or check the moment as you're speeding across the ocean in a speedboat to work. I mean, yeah, I, I def definitely. That's, was, that's so it, cool. Just what? It was good. Sorry, Jack. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Okay. No, I was just going to say um, before we before we go, um, yeah, Angelica Houston. Um, yes. Another Bloody one. Hell. <laughs> Another one. You see what I'm saying? Like there is a through line with the work that you, you do. You do tend to, you, 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 it's, it's good. Like it's really great. I mean, well, and you, that's nice of you. I mean, I, you're I, creating magic together. So it's, I, I, you know. I'll say this. I, d I did, I did realize some time ago, it's sort of like, if you do six degrees of Kevin Bacon on me at, <laughs> at this point, because of people like the people you've named, right? I'm like at one degree to everyone at this point. It's really weird. It's really, yeah, really weird. Uh, yeah. And and I do sort of. I'm, I sometimes I'm like, wow, who'd have thought yeah. it? How the fuck right. did that happen? And yeah, and yeah, Angelica's another one. I, when I, so when I worked with her, we, we had to shoot the pilot of that show before we did the series that we ended up doing together for a couple of years. And um, we were shooting it in New York, yeah. where I've lived ever since. Um, uh, and then again, there was a night on that pilot when the two of us, we're shooting a two-page walk-and-talk scene right in the middle of Times Square. Christ, yeah. And I remember thinking, fucking hell, Jack. 
Yeah. Well, wow. Um, yeah. Here we are, and 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 with her of all people, and and we we'd hang out a lot, like because we were staying in the same hotel throughout the shooting of it, and she's such a lovely woman, and you know, as all the things you'd hope for, you know, sort of. I was going to say that's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> she 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 was, she she's a, she's wonderful, but at one one afternoon we were. I was in her room and we were, we were just running lines. And then we just got chatting about whatever. And she started telling a story. And in telling the story, it required her to do her Jack Nicholson impression. <laughs> and she did it. And of course, and a, surprise, surprise. I mean, it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> and I remember thinking, don't forget this, Jack. Yeah. Don't forget this. This is this is really this is good stuff, um, oh and, and I I read I read this great book quite recently, uh, which I recommend to you if you've not read it, called The Big Goodbye, about okay, yeah. um, it's about the making of Chinatown, uh, and it's it's, oh, wow, it's absolutely excellent, and okay. and there's lots of Jack and Angelica in there, right? And Jack and Angelica are coming round, yeah, and and just sort of. You know, of all the people I could have hoped to have shot my only ever scene that I've shot in Times Square with, she'd be at or near the top of that list, I have to yeah. say. Well, um, it's dreamy, isn't it? Yeah, very fun. dreamy. It was fun. I mean, I've been I've been very lucky, God almighty. Oh. Um, God, mate, well, and you're only 48, so you know, yeah. that's quite interesting. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. It's the, the, the key is to... Key is to keep going, isn't it? <laughs> no, I I think if anything comes up politically, um, which obviously it probably will do in the next something odd years, I think if it was something to do with Nick Clegg, I think there's a bit of Clegg about you in your face, and this is a, this is a this is a compliment because he's very handsome. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think, mate, just letterbox actor. Um, no, I name? hasn't. Bertie um, Carvel's done a very very good Nick Clegg. I don't. Oh, really? I think he has. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, in fact, I know he has. Because um, Hugh, Hugh Hugh Grant did a great. Um, oh, Jeremy, whatever the Jeremy Thor. Jer- yeah, Jeremy he did. Thor. Oh, listen, man. There's no greater pleasure than a uh, 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 mid to late period Hugh Grant. I mean. Oh man. Oh he, man. He's just. He's just got better and better, but he's just so fucking good. Yeah, for um, sure, definitely. Um, um, for sure. But yeah, no, I, I just think, look, if it comes through, just say, don't even, just don't even ask about any of the implications, just say yes. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, look, lovely to chat with you. Okay, mate, well, thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thank cheers, you. Jack. Okay, cheers, mate. Okay.